0: Hello,
1: hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Tigers Down Under, back with you for another year. I'm joined by Mike, and I'm Alex. How are you, Mike?
0: Yeah, doing well. Doing well. How are you?
1: Yeah, very good. Very good. Very uh, pleased with the results that we've had uh, since our last episode. We were sort of signed off for 2022, uh, looking ahead to three games against Blackpool, Birmingham, Wigan, thinking... You know, sort of four or five points would be about the par would be about the expectation. So to receive or, or to return seven points from the three games, uh was pretty spectacular, I thought.
0: I'm not gonna complain. Um I think it's uh it's nice to to see us, at least like the methodology being put into play. Um and you know, I'm I'm assuming that the first loss everyone's gonna start yelling, Hey, we shouldn't be playing out from the back, but uh I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, I, I think, uh, well, like obviously we'll, we'll, we'll sort of, I mean, we'll, we'll touch on the Blackpool game. It was so long ago now, it doesn't hold a lot of uh, context or relevance um, going forward. Um, but I guess just to say, I mean, starting with that game, um, that 1-1 draw sort of following on from a, a similar draw against Sunderland um, the week before, I think it was uh, the Blackpool game where actually the goal was scored from that sort of playing out from the back or playing around at the back where it went back to Ingram and he he sort of dawdled on it and then played it out to, I want to say woods um, who lost the ball for um, Blackpool to score the goal. But we did see, um, well, obviously we'll talk about the Birmingham Wigan games after, but we did see there was that progress um, in those games where if the ball came back to Ingram, he would then fire it long. And it it, it feels like there's that development and understanding as the players get to grips with this game style um, a little bit more, which helps.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's, it's new for all the players and and seeing them adapt to it like you mentioned I think the first thing we called out in that Birmingham game was anytime it did it did land to Ingram he was very quick to either distribute it and not not hold it and, uh, mm. and or clear it um, whereas like in the last few games it's it's been a real concern that whenever it's gone back to Ingram I've almost panicked because uh, if if there's a high press against us it's most likely that we're gonna Stupidly try to play it out and then we end up losing the ball, so it's nice to see that bit of development,
1: yeah. Um, and I guess, and I guess, uh, touching on that Blackpool game, um, I sort of but you know, the the fact that it was such an echo of that Sunderland game, you, you talk about the fact that you know, when that first loss comes, people might get a bit more antsy, but but even then, with that Blackpool result, people were getting a bit antsy that there'd been so many draws we weren't able to capitalize when both Sunderland and Blackpool went down to 10 men. Um, I guess, just touching on. How did you feel coming out of that Blackpool game? Um, were you sort of still and seeing this improvement and thinking, you know, yeah, the wins are going to come? Or was it more a case of we're dropping a lot of points here, this could actually suck us, you know, into the relegation zone?
0: I think it was definitely the latter, especially immediately after the game. Uh, obviously, Birmingham and, and Wigan hadn't happened yet. So it was really hard to to see us really picking up points because if we can't do it against 10, what makes us think we can do it against 11? And Blackpool was a perfect example where we had, I think, a lot of possession once they went down to 10, but we just couldn't do anything with it. And I think I was concerned that was going to become a pattern for us because it obviously happened the game beforehand. But now that we've had Birmingham and Wigan, I think the positivity, positivity has come back.
1: It definitely does help frame it a lot better when you kind of look at it as, you know, it was almost the worst result. Well, it was the worst result of the three rather than one of the better results. You can actually sort of say, yeah, you know, it wasn't actually too bad. Um, oh, you know, the other positives we got to see um, Ali make his first appearance coming back from injury. I think he played about 30 minutes. Um, you know, I'll probably speak a bit more about him in the uh, the Birmingham game and the Wigan game Um where I'd like to see him sort of progress a little bit more. Hopefully, he's he's fine after that injury in the weekend game. Um, but just in in this game, it was just good to see him back and, and on the pitch.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think like we'll, I'll touch on it when we review Birmingham. Uh, but it was it was good to see him. I think he was pretty excited. I think the, his thirty minutes weren't necessarily the best, uh, but that's to be expected given one how long he's been out and two he hasn't really played. In that kind of environment, I think everyone knows, or at least everyone who plays football knows, that you can be training fit, but then there's a different fitness for yeah. match fitness. Yeah, And I think that's what he, he was lacking, which is fair enough. Uh, but luckily, he got a start against Birmingham.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, well, look, I'll give my votes for this game. We'll move on to the uh, the wins, which will be a bit more fun to talk about. Um, look, I, I went really simple with this one. I went, you know, three votes for Oscar just because he managed to, to snatch the equaliser to, to keep us in the game. Uh, and and let, give us that chance to push on for a win, which um, unfortunately we couldn't take, but um, good to see him back on the score sheet in that one, which, as we'll say, you know, sort of kick-started a bit of a scoring run for him. Um, two votes for Seri. I thought that was, at the time, I thought that was his best game of the season, but I think he's probably even bettered that in the last couple of games as well. Um, and I actually gave one vote to Longman, who I thought... Um, my memory of the game at least is he, he was actually looking really sharp. And, and even in the more recent games as well, I think is starting to use him really well. He had a really slow start to the season, but he seems to have picked up a lot and he's looking really dangerous in those forward positions.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't really change much for the three. Uh, if anything, i I'd probably say Longman has been consistently good under Rosie uh, and I think prior to to kind of Rosie coming in and like obviously with like Dawson, um, I think we were very quick to get on the back of Longman uh, yeah. but I think his work ethic recently in the past few games um, and I mean, yeah, I'll say against, against Birmingham as well, like he was incredible. Um, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy to, to see him amongst the, the three, um, the 3-2-1 for the MVP. Yeah,
1: nice. Actually, as you said that about him um, playing well under Rosie, it makes me think, because I know um, Rosenia was the under-23s coach at Brighton, and so and one of the reasons that we'll talk about um, potential incomings with Connolly potentially coming in. Um, I wonder if he, I assume he would have managed Longman at some point in the Brighton under-23s, so there might have been that sort of prior connection which would uh, certainly help their uh, chemistry, I suppose. It could be. Would be interesting. Okay, well, let's talk Birmingham. Um, finally cracked the three points. Um, I saw, I think you said, um, coming out of the sort of the World Cup break to sort of treat this almost as a, a clean slate, a new season. Um, if you look at it from that perspective, we had the draw with Watford, um, the draws with Sunderland and, and Blackpool, but finally to get the win against Birmingham and to get the three points on the board was uh really positive to see. Um you sort of talked about the fact that um, you know when we're pressed and we're playing around at the back, it can be our undoing. And I think there is an element to be said for the fact that Birmingham and Wigan probably don't press as strongly as some teams. So the jury might still be a little bit out, but it certainly felt like against Birmingham that we dealt with their pressure a lot better than we had been in the past.
0: Yeah, I I think if it had been a team that probably pressed higher, we we might not have been as comfortable. I mean, I don't think... Birmingham really threatened that much. I remember a shot on target in the first half, uh, but that's really it. It seemed like they weren't, they didn't want the game, or they weren't taking it to us. uh, Other than, like you know, in the last kind of fifteen minutes uh, when they when they were chasing the game. Um, But overall, I think it was a better performance.
1: Yeah, and I think. It was interesting because obviously so Doherty came in for Woods and um, Ali came in for Tufan into the lineup. I really liked the look of Doherty in that midfield with Sarri. And we saw it again against Wigan, and, and I thought it worked just as well in that game as well. But you know, Doherty's had to bide his time a little bit under Rosinha, and so it was good to see him given that chance, and he, he really seems to have taken it.
0: Yeah, and it was his 100th appearance as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's just personal preference. I prefer him over Tufan in terms of the way they play. I think I enjoyed Tufan coming off the bench and, and being able to, you know, control it a little bit more. Um, but Doc's energy is is um is relentless. I think him him with Series as like the playmaker is a very strong combination.
1: Yeah. Um and, and Oscar with his second goal, you were saying before the podcast, I'd I'd sort of forgotten, but the fact he scored seventy seventh minute in both the Blackpool and the Birmingham games was a, a cute little coincidence. But you know yeah you know he he went on that big scoring run in August and then he sort of had a bit of a dry spell when Tete got injured and then he had his red card suspension but great to see him back on the score sheet.
0: Yeah and he's the first player since Bowen to get 10 before the end of the year I believe. Yeah oh, the, the end like the end of December. Um I think he just knows where to be and and is very good at following the ball uh and just making himself really annoying for the defenders. I think he got in front of a defender to score the goal. Um, uh, bear in mind, like it was great play from from Smith and Christie to get yeah. it, it to Oscar. Um, the only thing I'll say about because you mentioned the lineup, and I think you mentioned Ali coming in for two fan. Um, I at the time thought it was too early to bring him back for a starting eleven spot, um, but you know he had sixty minutes of the game and, and then came off. Uh, but I it, still. Think- it, it- especially after being injured for that long and that type of injury that he had. And the way that he plays, you know, he's very explosive, he's very quick. I I just think it may have been too soon.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll probably talk more about it with the Wigan game. It felt like he almost felt it was too soon, just in the sense that, as you say, he's very explosive and quick, but it almost feels like he's not willing to or feels comfortable using his full pace yet because he doesn't want to re-injure himself and we saw it more against Wigan where he'd get the space and then really not get to the byline and and whip it in he'd sort of um you know he might jockey with his opponent and then pass the ball in field or something like that and and not really take them on but um he he doesn't seem to have come back the same player yet and and it could just be a confidence thing it could be that he's not feeling 100 percent um I guess time will tell on that one but Yeah, I think, as you said, I I probably would have played him off the bench again against Birmingham at least um, just to sort of ease him back into it.
0: Yeah, and and we'll speak about it when we review Wigan, but I'm concerned that, you know, that may have been something that Mm. um, could harm us for the rest of the season. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, Um, just on Oscar as well, he's a funny one because he's the sort of striker actually where I feel like the more time he has to think about it, the worse his shot will be. Um, We saw it earlier in the season against... I want to say, I think it was Sheffield United when we had that massive counter and he was basically one-on-one with the keeper and he was like, he had all the time in the world and he, and he couldn't finish it. But then you see time and time again, he'll just bundle the ball in or he'll just, you know, knock it in off a, off a rebound, off a defender or something like that, where he's, as you say, he's just in the right spot at the right time. When he's instinctive, he is deadly. But I feel like when he's got, like you know, so the penalty as well, when he's got that time to think about it, he just can't seem to finish.
0: Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think he, the the less thinking he does, the better. Where where we are,
1: that's right. And look, it it was a weird result as well, actually, with the one nil, because it felt like it really should have been at least three nil. Um, when you consider we had the goal for Longman ruled out, where I I'd say he's probably onside, he right on side because he seems to be right on that line. Yeah, I'm
0: going to say it was onside.
1: Onside, On side, yeah. And and you see from Rosie's reaction, I mean, he gets booked for his um complaints to the ref. You you can imagine for him at 0-0, you're seeing a presumably perfectly good goal ruled out. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on the manager to say, we've, we've been on this sort of drawing run. We need to get the win somewhere. And you get these sort of fine margin calls going against you. You must feel like, you know, the sort of the world's against you at that point.
0: Yeah. And it was a great ball from Doc as well. I think, we, you know, we had all expected yeah. it to stand. Um, you know, Smith almost having a, a tap in with Christie's pass being a big yeah. hit as well. Uh, there were there were opportunities to keep going. Um but I think the fact that we could hold on was almost as impressive.
1: Yeah, that's right. I think a clean sheet's the main thing. Um, coming away with the three points in the clean sheet was a really good result for us. Um, did you have your MVP votes you wanted to give for this one first and then I'll give mine?
0: I, I back yours because um, I think they all had great performances. Although I probably put Oscar ahead of Sari, So I give Oscar okay. the three um, just for being the striker that I think we've been waiting for. Uh, and and that we've been asking for for a very long time. Um, Sari then for two, and then Doc for one. Yeah,
1: so yeah, I, so I'll go Sari three. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, like, I'll give honorable mention to Longman again um, for almost scoring goal. I think in the first half, um, and uh, having that header ruled out unfairly. Um, if if things were different, I probably would have given him the one instead of Doc.
1: Yeah, fair. Um, on that, on that comment about Oscar, which is um, one I definitely agree with. Um, question I'd want to put to you just before we go into the Wigan game: who who would you rather in their sort of their prime for City? Would you rather Hernandez or Oscar? Because Oscar, Oscar to me feels like it's, he's a more I don't want to say more complete player, but I feel like he's he's a more reliable player. Like both physically, like he doesn't seem to break down like Hernandez used to, but also like he brings other players into the game and stuff. Whereas Hernandez, yeah, he was deadly, but would very much float in and out of games.
0: He was very quick. Um, mm. He was a lot faster. I think that was his style of play. I think he was almost more direct than Oscar. And and I think we'd seen Hernandez taking on shots more often than Oscar is. I think if you probably look at the stats and and you look at like conversion Rate of shots to goals, I'd probably assume Oscar's is higher given that he doesn't shoot as much. Uh, But, you know, whenever Hernandez got the ball, I think we almost assumed it was either going to be a shot on target or blocked, whereas when Oscar gets it, it's either holding it up or he's like the finishing touch of a move. Um, So it's a hard one. I I think I'd still go Hernandez.
1: Yeah, I I think I'd probably need to say... The full season from Oscar, see what sort yeah. of goal tally he finishes on to really make a call. Because that season for Hernandez in the championship was uh, pretty awesome, and even that season he came back from injury, he still I think he still got like a hat trick in a game and you know smashed a few um, teams as well. So we'll see how Oscar goes. I just thought it was an interesting comparison because they're probably the two most complete strikers I've seen play for City. I mean, you've got Jelovic and stuff as well, but they Maddie we fired. didn't see them do it enough. I stand I? by Matty
0: Fry, Fry being yeah. my favorite.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a fair one as well. That's a fair one as well. And he's probably actually a bit more like Oscar in that sense. Like he's a bit yeah. more of a, a poacher. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Um, cool. Okay, well, we'll talk Wigan now, which is probably the, the, the biggest and it's obviously the most recent performance um, of the three. Um, the, probably the biggest criticism of the Birmingham game was not going on and scoring a few more goals, and we certainly did that against Wigan. Um, I guess I want to take you, first of all, to the moment that they scored to make it 1-1 and how that, made you feel um, were you confident that we could still finish it off or were you kind of getting flashbacks to the Sunderland and Blackpool
0: results I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't getting flashbacks and I think it was more concerning that we conceded from another set piece it seems like we've gotten we have first in a while though we've gotten a lot tighter I was about to say with under Rosie and I think in general our defense has gotten a lot tighter I think I think we've conceded anywhere near as many goals but we're still conceding from set pieces like Doc doesn't jump Doc probably yep. shouldn't be the one marking. Um, but Sarri gave away a cheap corner. Like he could have cleared it, tried to play around to be a bit smart. And then that corner led to a goal. I'll blame um, the Wigan turf for that one,
1: <laughs> which I think he I'll, was doing as well. He's looking at his boots.
0: I'll blame Sarri. Um, yeah. Fair, fair fair. Uh, look, it's, um, it was a, a moment where I thought, here we go again. But given the the kind of dominance in the first half, um I think I also said it in our chat. I was like, we need to score again. Hmm. We had so much possession and and they had offered like nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're away from home. The fans get behind them for like a 10-minute period after they scored. I thought they were going to yeah. score again. Um, yeah, yeah. They had another corner in quick succession. Like it was all them for 10 minutes. Um, so I I did get a bit panicked.
1: Yeah, and I was just going to check because I'm trying to remember the order of events of when we went up two one. Was that after we'd made a couple of substitutions or just before? Because I know, I know we we obviously when we were two one up, we then made we then took uh, Christy and Oscar off. And I just thought, what are we doing here? Two one. We're getting ahead of ourselves by taking off Oscar if they score here to make it two two. We don't have anyone to um, get us back in front. But I couldn't remember if we'd made any changes at one. Ah, yeah. oh, we brought, brought we to we'd brought there. we Woods brought Woods and, and off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I thought was good moves. I mean, Serry I thought was doing well, but like you were saying with the previous game, I like Tufan off the bench as as almost like a, a like a like for it's not a like for like for Seri, but in terms of having that as the substitution where Tufan can still help control that midfield, yeah. um, and as a fresh body um, replacing Serry, who you know isn't isn't a young man anymore. Um, I like. I don't mind that as a substitution. But yeah. I, I'll take. I'll, I'll take you back to the start of the game first before we talk about the, the the avalanche of goals at the end of it. Greaves with that goal, great finish. It's three goals for the season now for him. Um, and I thought he was tremendous throughout the whole game. It, it sort of got lost when we started scoring a lot of goals. But for the first sixty minutes or so, he was he was like the main man for me.
0: Yeah, he. Um, I'd probably say one of his best games, if not the best game he's played for us.
1: Hmm. Like there was there was times he was just like taking picking up the ball, just like running down that wing and just like gliding past Wigan players like they weren't there and it was like, geez, you know he was he was just on it. Great finish as well. I mean he's had a few of those where they've just gone over the crossbar. So great to see that nestle in the back of the net. Um, And and as you said, like after ten minutes you think we're on top. We've had all the chances. We've got the goal. um, We should be going on with it. They make it one one. But then Oscar yet again bobs up to to get us in front again. Again, like another finish where you're like, well, oh, it's a bit lucky, but he just seems to always find himself in those positions to finish them.
0: Yeah, and he scored in the 78th minute. Um, so he's... Uh, he's oh, that's right, a he was a bit slow. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a thing um, for 75-plus. Um, yeah. I will take it back a little, though, and talk about Ali. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, good is, shout. This is what I meant by him starting to, like, him being picked and, and trying to play more than he should coming back from injury. Um He's taken off at half time. I don't know if it was an aggravation of the injury. I, I'm not really sure. I think Rosie has said that it was like precautionary. So we'll would monitor you, him. And see. Yeah, um, you never know
1: how much to believe them when they say that. You're like, oh, well, it, it sort of reassures people. And then in a
0: week's time, you find out, oh, actually he's done he's out right. for three months or something. Yeah, but yeah. I think the precaution would have been to not start him against Birmingham and bring him on 30 minutes in and see how his body held up. Um, look, I mean, he does great to almost win a pen. And then, you know, Graves finishes it off because I think it would have been a pen if not. Um, but, yeah, I I think I saw Rosie say in an interview as well that he takes the blame for bringing him back too quick, mm. which is concerning because it means he's out. Which is interesting because Rosie previously had been always saying how he was going to
1: be so careful with players and not play them before he was confident in them because he didn't want to take those risks. So it could be a bit of him just being the manager and taking the blame and saying like, you know, all, you know, Buck stops with me. If he is injured, it's my fault sort of thing. But, um, uh, it's an interesting, co- I hadn't seen that comment. So that was interesting. I think,
0: I think it also could have been because cynic was injured. Right. Yeah, it's like true. If cynic was fit, I probably would have started him. I don't think he started a game. He might have. Um, but I, um, I don't think we really spoke about it in, I think it was either Blackpool or Birmingham, um, but he had a really good game, and I think you were the one to mention. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you mentioned that Rosie didn't seem too keen on him. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see how he comes back from injury.
1: Well, yeah, it's that's an interesting one because uh, yeah, there seems a bit of a debate between a few of us about does he rate him? Is he just injured? Uh, you know, now there's those comments from Tan about there being a bit of interest in him like um, internationally. Uh, you know, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on, particularly with him. But I guess you've got two fans as well who's been out of the starting lineup for the last few games. You think you take things on face value, you say, Okay, yep, maybe he's just injured, maybe two fans just being rotated out for like Doherty and stuff like that. Uh, or maybe there's things going on behind the scenes and we just have to take things at face value, I guess.
0: Yeah, there could be. Um, there's not much we can really say. Yeah, we, we're, not, right. we're not in the back room, we don't really know, but yeah, um, Oscar scoring again, great to see. I think his confidence is. Is back to where it was before, you know that that long spell of, of no goals and and a bit of a and the red the three games out with the red card, um, but it was a very clumsy goal. Yeah, I will say that. But and it, and it was it was, it was def-
1: the the Wigan player it deflected in off was the bloke who got two own goals against us in the first game this season. So, um, like I think what, what more, yeah. yeah.
0: But the the thing I'll say, and I think it goes for the the second Smith, maybe the, the second or the first Smith goal, the first Smith goal is um, the balls out from the back by Maka and Jones, mm. just behind the defense. I, I'm not sure if they're intended to or they're just clearing it. It seems like they're taking the time to to see the run and actually put the ball in. You know, that, that second goal for Oscar comes through um, from Smith almost getting in behind, the defender passing it on to Oscar. Uh, and then the the this first goal for Smith, you know, taking the ball very nicely around the keeper and, and slunning it in from for a pretty tight angle. Uh it seems like our defenders are now trying to be playmakers.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that especially that first Smith goal, um, the angle that he finishes it from, you just think it it it's actually pretty tough. Like, you know, yeah, he's past the keeper, but there's still a lot to do to to finish that off. And um uh, he's probably another one that like uh, as a chat, we've been a bit split on in terms of his place in the squad. And we'll talk a bit later on about the um, transfer news and potentially him being loaned out. Um, but I don't think he could have shown a whole lot more than he showed against Wigan to, to prove that he does have a, a place at least off the bench in this squad. Um, he's got that, that ability to get in behind. Uh, he stretches the defense. Um, if he can, you know, come out against uh, Huddersfield or, or even Fulham in the Cup if he gets a chance, remembering he scored against Everton in the Cup last year as well. So uh, he does have sort of pedigree of of scoring in the Cup for us. Um, I, I do wonder if there's a, still a potential that opinions change and, and he has a place in the squad, or we've already made the decision and that's why Connolly's potentially
0: coming in. It'll be interesting to see. I think he'll probably play in the Cup. So if anything, that's his, his chance to kind of back it up. You know, he it was. I would say it was his most clinical game for us. The the second goal was great overall, like Slater winning the ball, running down the line, and crossing it in to Smith. I think to what two ex Sheffield United boys, yeah, linking up. Um, were they so both was,
1: 50 grand? I, I feel like Smith was really cheap as well, but I, I, I don't could, I, it might have been a free or something, yeah.
0: We'll never forget that Slater's 50 grand though. Oh, well,
1: yeah, exactly. Slater's 50 grand. I, I think because Smith, we signed Smith when we were under the embargo and so everyone was like, well, he must be a free transfer then. But then I think Chef United were like, he's been signed for a fee. So then we were like, it must be like a nominal fee. So yeah. maybe I just had it in my mind. He was also 50 grand. It'd be funny if they were both 50 grand from Chef United and you're like, we've got them both for 100 grand.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, there is. I don't think there's yeah. anything else to say about, about the performance. Um, yeah. Uh Christy.
1: Was- I thought Christy was pretty positive as well. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was sorry, did you mean Smith's performance or the performance in general?
0: I think just in general. I think yeah. it was one of our more complete second half performances after the goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, and no, I just mentioned Christy because I thought he was another one who who stuck in my mind as um, you know, he he's becoming a lot more confident on the ball. I don't know if it's just now that he's up to full match fitness. Obviously, when he first came to the club, he was probably a bit rusty. Um, but it seems like when he's on the ball, he, he's really good at retaining possession and sort of playing through the, through the midfield even, really. Um, so he's another one that's really sort of standing out for me now whenever I watch him. And, and I thought that's what made me particularly nervous when we took Christie and um, Oscar off for Coil and um, uh, Figueroa. I think, were the two that came on um, to really shore up the defence. Um, at 2-1, you're sort of thinking if they do make it 2-2, we're sort of stuffed here. We don't really have anyone up the top end of the pitch, and, and obviously that was proven wrong because Smith then did the business. But um, I thought it was a really brave move by Rosina in some in some senses, um, and it paid off for him. Um, it'll be it's interesting because I mean we don't have a game until the, the weekend against Fulham, and then nothing till the following weekend against Huddersfield. Um, so hopefully that means that we've now because we're now past this sort of clump of games, the players can sort of get a rest. And as we we're sort of touching on with Ali. Um, hopefully it's not too bad in his back. It, it was pointed out in the coverage. I mean, it was his fourth assist in seven games this season, which you, you sort of forget because the games have been so few and far between, but he is having a pretty decent season.
0: Yeah. Uh, the 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 one thing I do want to mention is I don't understand the obsession of making substitutions when we're defending a corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we Did we mention that in the chat that I was like, that's got to just it's be a rule. Two games. Don't make
0: a... two games in a row. Yeah. Uh, we've done just that. playing the especially bringing on someone like figs mm. Figs always scares me thousand percent um, so it's like i, he, I want us to I, stop that
1: i can imagine as him running on your or, or, or as a player already on the pitch you're like well who's he marking who am i marking? it just causes confusion just wait wait till it's a throw in or or yeah. goal kick or whatever it is then make the changes i just yeah it, it's playing with fire It makes me nervous as well um Cool. Okay, I'll give my votes for this one first then. Um, I sort of gave them away a a little bit, I suppose, in in my comments. But I've I've gone Greaves for the three votes. I think his performance got a little bit overshadowed by Smith because of the two goals and people were talking more about that than Greaves. But I thought um, the way he started the game and and carried on with it, really, um, as you you were saying as well, probably his best game for the club. Really fantastic to see him um, thriving under a senior. Smith, I gave the two votes to, um, as you said as well, probably his best game for the club as well. Uh, well, I'd say definitely. I mean, he's doubled his City goal career a goal tally uh, just in that game, Spe- especially that second goal in terms of as a natural finish. I think the movement to be in the right place to tap it in, as impressive as the first goal was, they were kind of equally impressive for different reasons. Um, and then I gave the one vote to Christy because I thought he was um, a really standout defender for us as well. But, I mean, you could throw a hat over half the team or, or three-quarters of the team really for votes in this one.
0: Yeah, I agree with your three and two. Uh, but for Christie, I'll replace him with Maca. I think he yeah, was very solid. Um, and obviously, like, you can't knock out an assist for a center back,
1: yeah. And, and I mean, the point was made that sort of similar to last season, he came into the side in November, December, and, and we started to really um, settle into a, a pretty strong defensive um, solidity. And, and he's done the same this season. So you'd hope that he's kind of in the team for good in that sense. And 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 Figueroa is more someone that comes on later in games because McLaughlin has rarely put a foot wrong and, and you'd really hope that he can um really sort of make the spot his own. Um I was sort of sudden feel a bit sorry for him at the start of the season because Figueroa was playing, making mistakes and and he wasn't getting that chance.
0: Yeah. I mean, he did almost score an own goal against Birmingham. But... Oh yeah. But I think he still had very cons- consistent games.
1: Fair enough. Um, look, we'll, we'll run through um, the transfer news now because there is a little bit of news that came out before that weekend game. Um, Tan Kessler doing an interview with BBC, I believe, just to give a few updates. Um, the biggest one's probably Malcolm Oboe from Crystal Palace, um, where there still seems a bit of doubt about whether we'll be able to land him. I mean, is speaking as if he's our player in the sense that he's saying, you know, he'll sign, he's rejected a few clubs, he's on his way. Um, Kessler being a little bit less certain in saying that at this stage he's our player, at this stage he's going to so- sign with us. A um, few journalists coming out saying QPR have entered the race for him and you can kind of think, you know, London club, maybe he'd be more inclined to go there. But a lot of people like Derby supporters and everyone, because he played for Derby before signing for Palace, saying if we land him that he's, you know, one of he'd be one of the best players in the division. He's unplayable, um, would make us a really exciting prospect. So, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of him. I'm sure you probably haven't seen a lot of him either, but just, I guess, with that buzz around him, um, what are your thoughts on him?
0: You know, my my stances on, on transfer speculation I uh I don't I don't listen to it until it happens um in saying that I think the players that we're looking at slash linked uh linked with are important position wise I think we're looking for another striker as cover um in in kind of in Connolly um although he's done absolutely nothing in Italy mm-hmm. um and then yeah I guess I'm pretty sure Bowie's a winger Yeah. Um, which would be nice to have, but that also makes me think that Cynic could probably be on his way out. Um I don't yeah. believe any of it until it happens. But this nonsense of like this is like the best player in the league or he's unplayable, like I just don't know where that comes from. Um he's never played in the league. I don't think Even so. though
1: he played he played sixteen games for Derby last season. He scored one goal, so that's that that's it. There's your context. And it's not like he scored like eight goals in 16 games or something as a an eighteen year old. But he, he did he did play a bit last season. Okay. Um look, we'll see. He, and he he's made a few appearances off the bench for Palace this season. I didn't realise. I thought he hadn't been in the first team at all, but he's he's made, I think, three or four appearances off the bench for them. So um in that sense, yeah, as you say, we'll see. We'll see. Connolly, as well as you say, hasn't done a whole lot anywhere he's gone really in recent years. Um, both of them sort of links to Rossini at Derby, Connolly at Brighton from where Rossini did coach him in the under-23s. You have to think he's looking at these guys and thinking he knows them well enough to to get a tune out of them. Um, and, you know, we sort of talked about it before, but Connolly seemingly coming in as a Smith replacement, um, you'd sort of not wanting to be putting Smith out the door after he scored, you know, two, three, four goals potentially by the time he leaves and Connolly comes in and doesn't do anything. But um, that one at least seems a bit more likely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, awesome. I think so.
1: Yeah. Um, in terms of transfers out, I think Tan was saying that there's interest internationally. We were talking before about the fact that I think it was Oscar Tete, Cynic, and Tufan getting interest from overseas, which isn't which isn't that surprising. I mean, we signed them from um, foreign foreign to England clubs. Um, so no doubt there'd be clubs that were interested in them in the summer that would probably be monitoring their situations at the moment. Um, I suppose the interesting ones would be Tini- uh, Tini- Tufan and Cynic, um mm-hmm. who at the moment aren't in the squad. Tete obviously out injured, but um, no doubt will be back in once he's fit. Um, they're probably the two I'd be looking at saying, if look, if we're trimming the squad, we want to get the wage bill down, we want to recoup a bit of what we spent in the summer – I'd be looking at Tufan and Cynic and saying we can probably get what we paid for them back in fees because obviously they've got longer deals now with us. Two Fan's now pretty fit. Like he's looking pretty good. This is probably the best football he's been playing in a few years. Like he was pretty poor at Watford last season. Um, you would think there'll be clubs that would at least say, Yeah, we'll pay two, three million pounds for these guys.
0: I I don't think I would necessarily be upset if Tufan left. I think Cynic still has a lot that he can do. Um, I think every time he's come on, he's always like taken taken it to the defense. He he's been that attacking player that, that we've looked for. If Oscar and Tete are, are genuinely linked with anyone, I'd want us to block those two happening. Uh, I don't think we can afford losing Oscar. I think we saw what happened when we lost KLP. Um, yeah. And you know Tete is almost back. I'm pretty sure he should be back this month. So I think I was thinking this week break probably helps him Mm. so we'll see and i think him and oscar are a pretty good partnership or at least having one of them to be able to come off the bench like if we do get Connolly, we've got three strikers now that are like all in out strikers oscar's proven it tete can hold the ball up Connolly, who knows um yeah but i think we're starting to look a bit more attacking or at least have more options because i think that's been our biggest problem is what happens when our best striker gets injured. We don't really have anyone to bring off the bench. I mean, sure, Smith proves us wrong. But generally, we don't have that option.
1: Yeah. If, um, I don't know, hypothetical, if if Everton came to us in the summer, they've just been relegated, they come to us and they say we will pay £15 million, £18 million for, for Oscar, or we're sitting there saying we'll give him a five-year contract and lock him down for longer, which option would you prefer to see the club take? Huge fee that we could then... Yeah, huge fee that we can then reinvest in the squad or you see Oscar as like he's a reliable scorer, he's proven, he knows the club, you know, you'd bird in hand rather than two in the bush, you keep keep what you know.
0: It depends on what our ambitions are. Like if our ambitions are to get promoted, then sure, maybe we'll take the money and buy players that have just been relegated. Mm. Uh, but if our ambition is to build a side, then I would probably keep him.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd probably keep him too. I think if we could work to... I think he's got two years left on his deal after this year. Maybe there's that one-year add-on, I don't know. Uh, I'd be looking at giving him a new deal already based on what we've seen, but um Yeah be interesting to see i i definitely wouldn't be selling it I, you know him or tete before the summer if if at all um but we shall see um all right well we'll wrap things up we've got the preview of fulham to come we'll do a quick game of who am i before that uh, if you're good to go for that
0: um we'll see
1: <laughs> this one I, I think it should be okay um you say it every time i do i do i mean most of the time people get it i think there's only been one or two that have been stumped but I think this one should be all right. We'll see. Um, I made 99 league appearances for City and I scored three
0: goals. 99? Um, 99. Yeah, 99.
1: Couldn't stick around for one more appearance.
0: Yeah, Wow. Well, I don't know.
1: I'll give you the years that might help. Um, so I joined City in twenty fourteen, so that's uh, second Premier League season under Bruce, uh, and I left in twenty seventeen, so that's just after the Marco Silva relegation. I can were the, give you were the three oh, goals
0: with the three goals in, in like spread spread over the seasons.
1: Yeah, I want to say they were. I actually don't recall. I know there was I think two of them might be in his penultimate season. Don't know if he scored a different season for one of them. They might have all been from the same season.
0: You say left in 2017? Yeah. To where?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was thinking about this. I'm like, I think the destined like the club he left to and the club he signed from are both would both be massive giveaways. I'll say that he left and joined a club like a big six club Maguire No yeah it was going to be one of the two it's not Maguire so it's not Maguire. is it Robertson it's Robertson yeah. yeah 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 nice one yeah it yeah they they were very much intertwined because they both joined at the same time yeah no that was Robbo. um player's left back the number 3 Andy Robertson yeah i was going to say like if i say liverpool that's and or even if i say like joined from dundee it's like no nah. yeah obvious <laughs> No, good one. Um, Well, I mean, speaking of Marco Silva, good transition. We've got Fulham on the weekend in the FA Cup. Few reunions potentially in this one. Um, Seri potentially up against his former club as well. Um, I actually, you know, I I said in the chat the other day, I actually reckon I I give us a pretty decent chance in this one. I think Fulham played uh, this morning against Leicester in the league. They've got Chelsea midweek next week in the league as well. Mitro nursing an ankle injury although granted he now can't play next week in the premier league i think he picked up a yellow card so he could play against us i mean they're high enough in the table that maybe they'd take it seriously um but we're sort of in that middle you know not probably not going to go down now you know knock on wood probably not going to make the playoffs but anything could happen there's no reason not, and we you know we don't have a game till the following weekend there's no reason not to take this seriously but I, like i don't know do you have any care about whether we take this seriously or not?
0: I have none. Okay. I, um, I stand by saying... I, look, I want Premier to see... Sorry? No, I, I haven't... No. Um, I don't... It's hard because I want to see us continuously win. But at the same time, <laughs> I think I'd want to play... i want to give some players that don't get enough minutes. I think this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Like, a loss... In the cup sure okay that's it whereas a loss in the league especially given the the place that we're in now like sitting seven above relegation but we're only six from sixth actually yeah. we're sixth fifth um, yeah. so i think i still think if we get the right signings we can make a push for promotion i would rather save our players and not have them injured in a cup game and play some of the players that either will be leaving or haven't played that much. I think it's also a really good chance for some under-21s to come in.
1: Yeah, well, I was just thinking in terms of players that haven't played much, I guess what? You're looking at like Elder, Figueiredo, Smith starting instead of Oscar, uh, Cynic if he's fit, but then that's another one where you don't really want to push him if he's injured. Tufan, Tufan yeah. Um, Longman, who's sort of been in and out of the side. Woods, I guess. Uh, I mean, would you, would you start Chelsea low to Tyler leaving. and goal?
0: Yeah, you could. Um, the two Chelsea loanees, Simmons. Yeah, and- that's,
1: yeah, that's right. It's a, well, yeah, I'm surprised they're still here, to be honest. I thought they might have think, already gone I back. I think they'll be leaving. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's a good chance. Like they could start. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you said you want Seri to play against his former side.
1: Yeah, I I, I mean, that, and that's what I sort of said in the chat that like I, I'd hope that he does, but I could totally say the reasoning that like why risk him? Like why risk uh, an ankle injury or something to pretty much one of your most important players in a game that ultimately doesn't mean a whole lot.
0: Look, that being said, how many times has a player gotten injured in training?
1: Yeah, well, that's right.
0: So it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Like there's yeah. nothing that's going to stop it. So you may as well get a run out.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, and speaking of reunions, I mean, Harry Wilson probably going to be in their starting 11, which would be pretty cool. I, I don't know why. Well, I, I suppose we would have played him last season. I think he was injured at, at one stage, but I think we would have played him last season um, when he was at Fulham um, for their promotion push. Um, we haven't beaten them since 2019, I think it was, uh, that season where we had, you know, pretty much promotion aspirations first half and they evaporated second half. But you know, Bowen... Bowler and Eves on the score sheet in that one is a pretty unlikely two of the three. Uh, Would be nice to get a win um, against them again this season, I guess.
0: It would be nice, but I also won't hold like I won't be as upset as if it would be if we were losing in the championship. Like if we, I think we have Huddersfield next. Yeah. Yeah. Like if we lost to Fulham, but then beat Huddersfield, or if we beat Fulham and then lost to Huddersfield, I would much rather take the first option
1: yeah that's right i think i definitely say this game is like a free hit and that's why i'm kind of i'm looking forward to it in that sense because i'm like i'll really enjoy the game if we lose it doesn't really matter um but it's just like a it's like a fun game where we can just see how we go against the premier it's it's sort of like when we played was it Leeds when we were in league one in the league cup and we beat them and it was like especially because it was Leeds, it was like the ultimate sort of win but if we'd lost it was like oh who, who really cares they're a premier league side
0: yeah yeah, you know you're right. Are we are we home or away for it?
1: We're home. So I'm right, hoping we'll, it's a pretty we'll, decent crowd. Then
0: we'll yeah, then we'll lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is an interesting one. I mean, like our home form um really needs to pick up and I mean, like talking about crowds, I think the tickets for this game are really cheap, so should be seeing a bumper crowd. Um obviously about 2500 went away to Wigan, which you know, I think they were saying was like the biggest following in any of the four stands was the city following in that stand. So it really feels like after, what, six, seven years of pretty poor crowds that everyone's sort of getting behind the side again, really good feel-good factor back at, at City and back at the MKM, which is uh, awesome to see.
0: Yeah, I, I just wish we hadn't only won 1-10 in 10 at home. So I, I wish oh, yeah,
1: do I'm trying to remember because I feel like it was almost the same last season or was it reversed last season under shot up? I feel like we were pretty poor at home last season as well. I can't remember. I can't remember though.
0: It seems like we just don't like playing at home. I mean yeah. our last home victory was against Wigan.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Puts it in context. Um I, I I do wonder if it's a bit of a I don't know, is it is it when you're at home like the the crowd maybe maybe gets on their backs a bit more about with like the passing around a bit more, whereas away because you're frustrating the home fans like you feed off that energy whereas when it's your fans you're kind of like i don't know i'm just guessing on that like it could just be a coincidence that we have played um worse teams away from home i'm, I'm not too sure i think we've got yeah. hardest field at home so that could probably put that theory to a test
0: i hope so that's a big game
1: it is a big game um so I I think that's a very good opportunity then to sign off from this one um, to say thank you for joining me too. It was was a lot of games to get through, and we're sort of caught up to date now. Um, Got the Fulham game to look forward to before, as you say, a massive game against Huddersfield in two weeks.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: No worries. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, We'll be back this time next week to review that Fulham game and look ahead to Huddersfield. But until then, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast, The Tigers Down Under. For more discussion, join us on Facebook at the Hull City AFC Australia Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber Black.
0: the time Yeah, the city's on fire We're going higher and higher There's no turning back